The By the Hood podcast is brought to you by Discover Your Options. Getting started with trading options may seem intimidating, but with the Discover Your Options bootcamp, you'll be up to speed faster than you could have ever imagined. No matter what your ultimate goal is, learn the basic skills and gain all the confidence needed to ultimately win in the exciting world of options. Go to By the Hood University and click on the link for Discover Your Options to receive the code for 60% off the bootcamp. That's right, 60% off. Remember, go to Buy the Hood University, look at Discover Your Options, and get 60% off. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast, or webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host, as always. My name is Jimmy, and as I start off every show, it's with gratitude. I want to say thank you to all of our supporters out there, anyone who's bought a course, some merch, all of our students at Body Hood University. We, sh- we appreciate all the support. Um, and as usual, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Corey. Corey, how are you? I'm living, man. I ain't, I ain't, doing, I ain't doing much and nothing heavy. I'm just living. I'm, you're good, man. How, how the markets treat you lately, man? Uh, you know, I had an up and down week. I got a flagged as a pattern day trader on two of my accounts. So, <laughs> um, I had to, <laughs> me, me and the, me and the, uh, me and the brokerages is at, we at, we at odds right now, man. I, I, had, to call, I, had, to, I had to call two of my brokerages and tell them like, yo, man, you got to take me off this shit. Man. Yo, man, free like, court, you get free. Me off, Yeah, free me. Free me off the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, but listen, man, um, for those that, uh, you know, are a lot of time followers, you know, our platform, um, we use to highlight brothers and sisters who look just like us that are doing amazing work in the community. Um, we, lo- we love talking to the youth, man, because it's very inspiring, man. And this brother that we have coming on is out in California by way of Chicago. He's an investor, um, a business owner. He's also a fellow podcaster. Uh, Millionaire Mindset is his podcast, which is amazing. He has a lot of great content on there, man. We want to make sure we highlight this brother and just, you know, have a conversation with him to see what's going on. Our brother Xavier Miller's in the building. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I definitely appreciate y'all uh, having me on, man. I've been I've been watching y'all for a while, and see what y'all doing. It's amazing. So I'm I'm super appreciative to have, to be man. on the show. Appreciate those words, man. Listen, yeah, so right. you're doing amazing things as an investor, man. You're a young guy, man. Before we even start, how old are you? 26. All right. So for those out there watching, this is a, before we even get into a story. Understand, this young brother is 26, and he's out here making noise, man. So. It's possible for anybody, and that's one of the reasons we like to do this. We have people on from all walks of life, all ages. But understand that there's young cats out there, man. So, you know, as I watch everything going on in the world, man, that's my one hope is when I see the young cats out there, man, I'm like, all right, so maybe, maybe, you know, we are going somewhere, Core. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it's all messed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing, man. So with that being said, though, tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you, like, where are you originally from? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? That kind of thing. So uh, I'm from Chicago, grew up on Chicago, the uh, west side area of Chicago, born and raised. Uh, I went to school, Proviso West High School. So anybody familiar with Chicago, they know this. Uh, Proviso West is like, it's, it's in the west suburb of Hillside, but it's a, it's a black school. Like everybody, the whole school is black. So as far as education, I was a terrible student, man. I like pretty much my whole, my whole life, like from sixth grade on to my senior year of high school, I was a terrible student, man. And, uh, after high school, I wanted to go to college. I, I remember it like it was yesterday, man. I remember wanting to go to college and telling my parents, like, man, I want to go to school. And I remember my mom looking at me like, what? Like, I'm not paying for you. <laughs> 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 she was looking at me, she was like, I'm not paying for you. She's like, you already don't like school. You got terrible grades. I'm not about to pay for you to go to school with something that you don't even like. So I'm like, 
at that moment, I was, man, man, I'm telling you, when I was hurt, I was hurt. Because to see all my, <laughs> all my friends and peers going to college, it was like, it felt like I was being, like, left behind. But I'm like, but now she was completely right. Like, you know, being in a position, I would have did the exact same thing. But at that moment, I moved to, after high school, I moved to Florida with my brother. He was in the Navy. So I went to Florida. And, uh, he always put this bug in my ear. He was like, man, if you go to the military, don't go to the Navy, don't go to the Army, don't go to none of that, go to the Air Force. So that was always in my head. So uh, around like 20 and 20, like 13, I went back home and I joined the Air Force. So I went to the Air Force and then I, that was just like my, I knew I was going to use it as a stepping stone. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do afterwards, but I just knew like, I'm not doing this for 20 plus years. I know I'm going to do my time, get in and get out. So I got in, uh, used a bunch of my resources, saved up some money. Then I just went full time doing everything I'm doing now. That's dope. That's dope. So if if you and, and Corey, you Corey's a military guy too. Who he actually uh tell your story a little bit, Corey. You actually started college first and realized like you didn't want to be there. Went to the military. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went. I I went from high school. I went to regular college. Uh, you know, I thought I was gonna play football. You know, I was good. I had some some D one scholarship offers. Um, but then you know because like him, I wasn't a great student. Um. I, they had this thing back in the 90s called Prop 48, and I wasn't Prop 48 qualified because of my grades. Even though I got, uh, you know, like 1180 out of 1600 on the SAT, I still wasn't qualified wow. to play sports. Um, so end up going to a college. I enjoyed my college experience because, you know, I like parties and young ladies, but I didn't <laughs> get good grades. And then, um, and then, um, you know, I, I got into some trouble. You know, I got into a lot of fights in college and in the city. And so, you know, half the city was looking to kill me. So I decided to go to the to the military. Uh, well, let me I, ask both of you guys a question, right? So that's interesting. So, um, Xavier, start with you, though. Um, what, if anything, did you take from your experience with the Air Force that helps you out today? Oh, man, it's, it's, I, could, I could go on and on. But I would start with discipline. It taught me how to uh, maneuver throughout different situations. Like growing up in Chicago, and I tell people this all the time, getting in the military was really my first time around other people that wasn't black. You know what I'm saying? It's like Chicago's, <laughs> Chicago's a really segregated, like it's a segregated city for real. I think it's the number one segregated city in the country, if I'm not mistaken. But so in the military, it's, it, just, it just taught me how to maneuver around like different people. And that's important with business, as we all know. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be around your own all the time. So that, that taught me valuable lessons as well as uh, discipline, just uh, being able to adapt to things. Because it's the military, so many uncertain things that can happen in the blink of an eye. So it always taught me how to adapt and be military-minded as far as, like, the way I move, the way I treat things and stuff like that. Got you. How about you, Corey? Because you, you, you were Army, right? Yeah, I was in the Army. Um, uh, I didn't learn those same kind of lessons. Um, right, well, shout out I to got, the Air Force then. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the Air Force. Um, I learned about a lot about contract law in the in the mm. army. Um, <laughs> yeah, like if it ain't in writing, it didn't happen. Um, and so yeah. I learned a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, so you know about that in the military. I learned a lot about contract law in the military. If it ain't in writing, it, it didn't happen. Okay. Um, everybody got everybody has their journey, man. So that's just you know unique to you guys. But um, so after the after the Air Force, uh, what was your like next step to get into business? So uh, like. So in 20, in 2017, wait, wait, well, no, 2016, 
So this was, I was three years in the military and I was just, to be honest, man, I was just worried about having a ball. I wasn't worried about nothing, man. Cause like my whole life I always knew, like I knew I was gonna have my stuff together. But I always thought like, man, I got my whole life to get my stuff together. You know, I'm young, ain't, ain't no rush. But in 2016, I got tasked with a deployment. And uh, so they told me, like, if you're familiar with the military, you know, like deployments, they could task you and let you know if you've got five days to leave or you got six months. In my case, I had like five months. So before I left, they was like, all right, we want everybody to make a wheel. You know, you're going overseas just in case something crazy happened. It's the military. In this case, bomb drop, you die. Make a wheel, tie your stuff in order. So I was making a wheel. You know, I was making it, I, I, I realized I ain't have nothing, bro. Like, I had, I remember I had 10 pairs of shoes, I had an Xbox, I had a watch that my girl bought me. And I remember at that moment, like, it was the lowest moment of my life, bro. Like, literally the lowest moment, I was just looking around like, damn, if I die right now, I literally ain't got nothing. It's like I've been living for no reason. So my mindset of having, like, I got my whole life to get stuff together, I realized that's not true because anything can happen. So then I was just like, all right. So I went on the deployment, and when I went on this deployment, I saved all my money. So I came back home, I had about like $25,000. Granted, it ain't a lot of money, but it was, a, it was enough for me to be like, all right, I can make some moves now. So then I, the first thing I did while I was deployed, I was researching like crypto. This was before it popped and all that. So I started investing in cryptocurrencies. It popped, I made some bread. You know, I started investing in the stock market. Started buying Amazon. I, bought, I started getting into Amazon at like $900 a share. Started buying to uh, Apple, Facebook. And then I uh, used some of that money got into real estate. So it was, it was just like a trickle effect. Yeah. effect I, I saw your post, uh, how I turned 25000 into into 100000 within a year. Yep. Let me ask you a question, though. So and, and two things I took from what you just said, right? So a lot of times when someone asks for help with their finances, whatever, the first thing most people tell them is to write down your, your budget or your bills or whatever. And that does a couple things. First of all, it lets you see where you're at, and it gives you like a blueprint. But what's interesting about that is a lot of times, that's the wake up call. When you actually have to write down what you have. And like you said, for you, when you wrote it down, you was like, damn, I got an Xbox and some sneaks. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that was your wake up call. So that's interesting too. Cause um, for, for people out there watching, if you want to start somewhere, start writing down what you have in terms of assets, no, and liabilities. That's a gym though. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a gym. Cause like, if you write down what you have right now and you not satisfied with that, you got to do something. Find the way to go get it. Exactly. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the move right there. Like, yeah. so, if, like, out of this episode, you, you just gave people right there the, the whole, like, do a, first of all, we just had a, a, a attorney uh, last week on our podcast that does wills, and she said the same thing, like, write down what you have, and your will is, uh, will, will tell you what's going on for the rest of your life also. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. That's a powerful statement in back-to-back weeks with our guests that they write came it down. On. Write it write down. It yeah, a lot of people say, I don't need to write it. I know what I got. No, write it down. It actually makes a difference. Yeah, um, and then second, I want to ask you this, though. So you said you went and looked into crypto. What made you start to think, I need to invest, though? Like, I understand you said I didn't have anything, but a lot of times people say I don't have anything. They start, how can I make more money and get a better job without understanding that income and assets are two different things? Like, what, what made you think, like, was it something you read? Was it uh, someone put the bug in your ear that you need to invest? What made you go into the investment space? Because I was, I was already, like, as much as I was like wilding, enjoying myself, I was financially literate. Like I said, I just had this mindset where like, you know, I got my whole life to do it. I already got this information. Got you. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it, but when I was deployed, I just started digging deeper because I had nothing but time and work. Outside of work, it was just time on my own. So I just dug into the information. I'm like, I'm gonna pull this trigger. 
well, how did you become financially literate? Like, like, was it something that your family taught you when you were young? Were you like people before you or what <laughs> kind of pulled your coattail to actually be financially literate? No, I, so I didn't grow up in a household that really talked about money like that. So I was like around like my senior in high school, I read the first financial uh, literacy book I read was Rich Dad Poor Dad. So I read that book and that book like was pretty much the blueprint for me. And then after that, like, uh, it was really, as crazy as it sounds, it was really like kind of common sense to me when I got the basic like information. It wasn't like no rocket science thing. <laughs> so <laughs> so like, I, it's not as difficult as people, I guess, trying to make it seem. But it was like, once I got the basic information, it was like, okay, cool. This is how you're supposed to do it. This is what rich people do, wealthy people do with money. So why not follow that blueprint? Man, that's another gem right there, Corey. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not rocket science, right? Yeah. So, and this, and this is no shots at anybody, but this past week I had a couple people hit me, like you know, join this susu, and you know, then I get bombarded with the forex cats like every day. They come in my neck, <laughs> and and I so what I tell them now is I said, look, I read the Forbes every year for a couple decades at this point, and every time I open the Forbes list is either the ownership of a company or owning land. It's literally yep. those two things. So it's not rocket science. So why do you guys keep trying to invent something new? It's ownership of a company and ownership of land, everybody in there. So it's like, it's not really being hidden. You know, um, it's in front of you. It's just a matter of putting the plays uh, together to make that happen. So it's interesting you say that. Like, this is what they do. I'm going to do what they do. It's not really rocket science, all right? So <laughs> we, we tend to overcomplicate things. We definitely do. Um, and so that's an amazing story. So you, you, you read the book. You said, okay, this is what I got to do. I saved some money, then I'm going right at it. I went right into the crypto space, man. You, and you sounds like you jumped in at a good time, so you, you made some yeah, great yeah. crypto space. Yeah, I jumped in at the, at the perfect time. And the crazy part, when I jumped in, I was kind of like fearful. I'm thinking like, man, maybe this has just hit its, it hit its peak. But no, it didn't. It went, <laughs> it, went, it, went, it went nuts after a while. So I was like, wow. And people all the time, like what's funny about this is people tell me, they'll be like, man, everybody can't do that. You just got lucky. I'm like, bro, opportunities, I don't want to say opportunities like that, but opportunities similar happen all the time. It's not luck. If I was if I wasn't prepared to be in a situation to invest, like, what do you mean? You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you put yourself in that position. Right. So now it sounds like you're like well diversified. You 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 know, I know you have your own businesses, you have um your stocks, your real estate. Yep. You still are you still in the crypto space at all? Yep. Yeah, I still I still got uh I still got a good amount that I hold on to. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So um, I also know that you have like, you know, your podcast, which I do listen to. It's an amazing podcast, man. So salute to you for that because um, you. you talk to a lot of people as well. Um, we have some similar guests and you have a lot of guests I haven't talked to. But uh, what was the um, inspiration behind the Millionaire Mindset uh, platform? Uh, so we created it at the end. It was it was the day before Christmas in 2018. And like I said, around this time, this was not already... I already been like investing and doing stuff for a year now. So I was like, and me, those conversations that we have on the podcast are conversations that me and my, my, my co-host, Deanna, we have all the time, every single day. So we would just, I remember we were just sitting on the couch and we were just having one of those conversations again. And I was just like, we probably should record it so other people could hear it. And it was really like, we started because I wanted people like my age and people that's younger than me that come from similar environments that I come from that's not privy to the information just to hear these conversations so they can know it's possible. So that's what, that was the root of it all. Man, yeah, and it's an amazing platform. I just want to give you a respect with that because here's what I like about 2020, right? So um, I was having a conversation last night uh, with Malik Corey, and I was telling him that it was weird. Back in the day, 
before the you know social media, I used to feel like you know some not alone. I shouldn't say alone. Sounds crazy, but what I mean by that is I was always into finance, money, you know, black dude into that. And it wasn't too many people that I thought were on the same wavelength because in my neighborhood, no one really talked about it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, right. yo, you talk on hoops or, or, you know, other streets type stuff. But um, when the internet came, you realize like, damn, it's people all over the world that are into the same thing, right? Um, and then you even meet people in your city that you didn't even know that were into the same thing. Yep. But what's unique about now is you have like the Millionaire Mindset podcast, like our platform, Earn Your Leisure, um, Todd, Todd uh, Millionaire's platform, there's so and it's so many. It's a it's a ton of platforms. The Black Wealth Project. It's so many different platforms. I find myself now, like I don't even literally watch CNN, right? Like mm. inst- instead of me watching Jim Cramer, I watch Wall Street Trapper. You know what I mean? Like we have yeah. enough of our own people. We have enough of our own people. You know what I'm saying? In this space, putting out content. All the all the brothers and sisters from the Abacus platform. There's so many different platforms out there. I find myself like, yo. It's enough of us. I could just watch us get the same information, the same knowledge, um, hear from people doing the same things that I don't need, um, you know, MSNBC or CNBC. I can go to like, you know, I can go to YouTube. I can go to Apple Podcasts and, you know, it's enough of us doing it. So I think that, um, and I just want to say salute to you for contributing to that because I love podcasts. I love YouTube and it's enough of us on there putting out this information. So I saw a lot of people pissed uh, this past week when um, Kiyosaki said what he said. Mm-hmm. And what I found dope was uh, the way Aisha responded to it. All right, well, cool. Look at these people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's yep. enough of us out there doing that. That you know, that's cool. If you don't like what he says, here's what you do. So, right. um, you know, congrats to you for creating that platform. And it's pretty, it's dope though. I just want to tell you that. Thank you, man. I, I really, really, really appreciate that. And like, the feeling is mutual, man. Like what y'all doing is super dope, and it's it's important, man. And people, I feel like people don't understand. We still at the at the uh, beginning, like absolutely, we still haven't even seen the 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 outcome and the rewards that's gonna be through this. And that's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is, it's like collaboration over competition, right? So, because I, I mean, the, even even the brothers from EYL, they've been on our platform before. Like we've interviewed them and talked to them. Like, and it's not a situation where because when you think in abundance, things work mm-hmm. for you. Yep. You know, a lot of times with our community, a lot of t- a lot of us don't think in abundance. It's like you know, I want to hoard this over here. Yeah. Man, I give away all the information I have. I just give it away, right? Because here's a here's a little gem. When you give away all your information, ninety five percent of people ain't gonna do nothing with it anyway. So yep. just, yeah, so just give it away. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? But, yeah, man. But get it back to your journey, man. Because um, you know, um, I'm just so impressed with you as someone at your age that's doing everything that you're doing, man. Um, and I know that you moved into this, the crypto space, the stock space. But how was it? How did you go about purchasing your first investment property? So that was really, man, Deanna, she set up that whole play. Like, that was something that we always wanted to do. And uh, so I guess, so she got out the military before me. So, and she she had, because she was my girl, she was in the military too. So she got out, she just had time. She was like, man, I want to get into real estate. So she found a deal. It was in Detroit. She like, look at this. She ran the numbers to me. Like, the property was $16,900,000, and the, uh, the rent was around like six fifty. So I'm like, damn. So I'm like, wow, this 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 real right here. So she ran a number. So uh, so if people for the people who don't know, for a property that's under I think twenty or twenty five thousand, you can't get a home loan. You gotta get a personal loan. So we like, granted, we had the money to buy, it, but we still we don't want to use our money. We want to keep our money, use somebody else's money to get. It. Right. So we took out a personal loan for like thirteen grand, and then we put up the the rest of the money, bought the house, the tenants in there. She's paying the loan back, and she's paying us. So it was like a uh. 
it was a no-brainer. And then yeah, you like, oh, let me do this again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, let's 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 go all in. So then I started partnering up with some people, buying, start buying more solo, and it was just it was on from there, man. That's dope. That's dope. And another thing I like about what you just said is um, the willingness to partner up, mm, right? Yep. You know, because you're not being greedy. Let me get the small piece. I'd rather have a piece of this than a piece of nothing, right? So exactly. that, that's important. And you can, you can own a hundred. You can own a hundred. You can own a hundred doors when you partner up. You don't gotta. You don't gotta have all hundred doors in your in your name. It could be in the LLCs that y'all partner up, that, and y'all can y'all can all eat. You know, you can still eat at you know ten thousand, a hundred thousand dollars a month with a hundred doors. You know Listen, I mean? man, like, because, but but you know a lot of times people um they have this con- this this uh control issues right yep but I tell people like yo Zuckerberg only owned like twenty eight percent of Facebook it ain't his completely <laughs> but when you think of Facebook who you think of and you know, who we know sitting on a couple billion dollars right so it's like no one has built or scaled anything to certain levels by themselves I don't care who it is possible yeah you look at every big organization corporation um institute of higher education is always a group. So that's the way you you know you operate and scale certain things, man. So, man, that's dope that, that that you got into the real estate game that way. So let me ask you this question: Throughout this journey, coming from the west side of Chicago, going to the Air Force, becoming an investor, what has been the biggest hurdle, or something that you had to get over? Man, the biggest hurdle—that's a tough question. So, I would say the biggest hurdle for me was really getting outside of my environment. Like once I got outside of Chicago. It opened, it opened everything up to me. Just because when you enter an environment every day, you can't see outside of that. You're so stuck in doing your day-to-day. Whatever you're doing day-to-day, you're so stuck in that. And you don't, like, see different possibilities, opportunities. So you get outside of that, especially when you got some alone time, you start to see things differently. You start to think differently about things. So it was like, that was the biggest hurdle for me. When I got outside of my environment, it was like everything opened up for me. Because you, like, back home, Chicago's a big city. Like, you run around every day. You don't have no time to sit down and just think like, man, what do I want to do with my life? Like what plays I can make? It's just so busy, 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 just running around all day. So getting outside of that was, that was everything for me, bro. Yeah. That's a good, you know what that remind me of? That remind me of COVID. That remind me of COVID. That COVID-19, like having everybody have to sit down, the whole world was on pause for a month. And now, you know, you get, you get to see the field clearly now. You know what I mean? Like, you get to see how, yeah, you get to strategize and you get to see the field clear. So, you know what I mean? Like, having that entire month when the world was on pause, that should have given a lot of people that same clarity mm-hmm. that it gave you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. what that made me think about, Corey, is I know people like, um, so I'm from a section in Philadelphia uh, called Germantown. I know people that have never been out of Germantown, right? Like they go to school there, they shop there, they met their girl there, like, and their worldview is different. So what you said to me was going to stick with me is like, once you get out of that environment, like I'm talking about people having left a neighborhood, let alone a city, let alone the state, let alone the country. You know what I mean? So um, traveling can do that for you, right? So you start to travel and you see that the world is bigger than like, you know, the West side of Chicago. It opens your mind up. It opens your mind up. Yep. That's, that's dope. Let me ask you this though: uh, What is your favorite book or something that gives you inspiration and motivation? Man, you can do more than one too. You can do more than one if if, okay. if one if one gonna be too tough. Yeah, one is that's that's tough. That's tough. My favorite book. I got a lot of favorite books. I like this book called The Secret. Yeah, that was, that was yep. one of my favorite books, just because it spoke on the law of attraction a lot, and that was and I read that at an important time in my life, so it was like everything to me. 
So I would say that book, I would say uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. That's another important yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say uh, Watch the White Man Have All the Fun by Reginald Lewis. Reginald Lewis, yep. yep. So I probably off yeah, off top, I could I could name those three for sure. Okay, those are good. And for those watching, um, in our recommended book section, which will be in there, we'll make sure we have all those there. I think they already all are there, though. There's some great books you name. Yeah. Some great books you name. And anybody watching, another thing I want you to do is make sure you follow Xavier on Twitter, right? So he's all over the place. We're going to put all his links, his IG and all that. But he be going, he be going ham on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love his Twitter account because he, <laughs> yo, you be giving people the business, man. What um, and this will ask you this question: What what made that platform stick out to you and, and become a place where you just like you know you go in the way you do? You know what's crazy, bro? You know what's so crazy? I didn't so I didn't get on Twitter until the end of 2018, and I don't know why I never got on before. I just didn't care. I didn't like. I never cared to get on there. So, but I'm glad I did get on at that time because if I got on earlier, I would have probably been saying some crazy stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I so I got I just like I don't know what made me get on there. One day I was just like I'm hop on Twitter, and like when I like when I would say things, it would get a lot of reaction from people. And what's crazy is people would think I was saying it for shock value, and I'll be like, I'm shocked that y'all shocked. Like I can't believe that mm. people that's just surprised by this. I thought this was co- until I got on Twitter. I thought the stuff that I was saying was common info, bro. I swear I did. I thought like everybody thought that. So when I see people reaction, I'm like, whoa, the world is Twitter's another thing that taught me the world is much more different than much more bigger than like your thoughts and the stuff that how you came up. Because so many people came up differently with different ideas and thoughts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, man. Listen, I I love I love your Twitter account. You be going, you be going in on Twitter, man. So <laughs> make sure y'all go ch- check him out on all his platforms, or make sure you check him out on Twitter. Though you got you got to change your name to Hamdul L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Hamdul Dallin, he be going in, man. But listen though, um, so what's the future for your business? So you like you you have your platform, you know, set up for you to teach and educate because that's what you guys are doing, teaching and educating. Um, you have your investment properties, you have your portfolio. So what do you see as the future for your business and for yourself? So the future for me, to, uh, to keep it short and simple, is to do everything I'm doing at scale, to just grow that at scale, even from my podcast to my real estate company. Just to like, I even did, uh, then recently branched off and doing, doing new things for my uh, real estate company. Like I'm doing home inspecting, I did a uh, mobile home part of my company now as well. So Dope. the end goal is to pretty much branch everything without overextending myself. Like my main focus right now is my real estate company and Millionaire Mindsets. Like that's a whole company in itself to me. So that's like my primary focus right now as well as the stuff I'm investing in and stuff like that. But I try not to, you know what I'm saying? When you're doing, when you're doing too much, you end up getting nothing done. So I, get, I, 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 that's keep a bar. My, yeah, <laughs> I keep my stuff like simple and just focus on that and growing, expanding. And it's, it's coming along well, man. Like you said, you can't do anything just working on your, like doing it yourself. You got to be able to scale up and partner up with different people on things. So that's my focus right now. Building that team up. Building that team building up, man. That team up, yep. Man, that's amazing, man. Listen, I, I just want to say, man, um, that I, I'm proud of you, bro. Like, you know, um, I, I love to see what you're doing. Um, I love the way that you you give back in terms of teaching. Um, and you're an important part of the community, right? Because we're all trying to build together and grow together and, and just make this community and help our people. Because at the end of the day, it's necessary for people to see people like you doing the things that you're doing. 
You know what I mean? It's not about necessarily like bragging, hey, I have this, I have this, but to show the work because you actually put the work in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're building these platforms from scratch. Um, and someone 26 years old, man, you know, by the time you turn 40, 50 years old, Lord knows where you're going to be at. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's powerful, man. I just want to tell you to keep, uh, keep teaching, man. Keep teaching. Thank you, thank you, man. Yeah, I, man. I really appreciate that, man. For yeah. And for those out there watching, also make sure I want to let you know that um Corey and I wrote a book, right? Called Own Your Time oh. and Space, right? Um, and I'm I'm putting this out there because if you go to Bodyhood University, we actually put the digital version where you don't have to get the physical copy, you can get the digital version right there uh, at Bodyhood University where our courses are. Um, we have our uh, DYO options course, um, intro to the stock market, analysis. And we got a couple of real estate courses coming soon, but just want to put that out there real quick. Core, before we get out of here, you have any more questions or thoughts for the brother Xavier? Uh, when you when you when you look in the scale up, what kind of partnerships are you looking for? Like who are you like not not who are you looking for, but what's the what's the outline of the of the person you look in the scale up? Is it just capital or are you looking for people to actually put work in? See, I, I love that question, man. I love that because people don't really talk about that a lot. So for me, for me personally, what I look for, because I just don't look for capital. Like I got people that reach out to me and they like want to get involved all the time. But I feel like if it's not a good match, if the vision is not, is not the same, I know long-term it won't work well. So for me personally, I look for people that got the same vision, the same goals long-term, not no short-term stuff. And if, if those things link up, it's, it's, it's cool. Like I, I, that's what, that's what I'm with. But if it's just money and they not, they don't really believe in what I'm doing or they don't really care most importantly about what I'm doing. They just see it as like, oh, man, this is going to be a come up. It's like, nah, I, I want somebody that's really believing what I'm doing, that care what I'm doing, they want to be involved and make it make it bigger and better. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, that's love. Yeah, man. Oh, man, listen, man, like I said, man, keep it going, man. So um, bro. for the folks out there, I want to make sure that you check out what Xavier has on. Make sure you go to the Millionaire Mindset Podcast. If you like our platform, you'll love his platform as well. Like I said, there's enough of us out here putting out content that, don't, you don't have to go nowhere else. We need our own network, like our own CNS. So everybody put their put their uh, you know content up there, man. Because it's probably gonna happen, bro. Yeah, it, it will. It will. It definitely will, man. But um, like I said, I'm gonna put all his links in the description box. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, make sure you rate us. Make sure you share this, and um, go follow Xavier and see everything that he's got going on. Because like I said. The beauty of watching someone so young do these things is you get to watch his journey. And, um, you know, we live in an era now. He's actually documented. So you get to watch his journey and see where he'll be, man, because Lord knows where he'll be in 10, 20 years, man. So that being said, man, Xavier just want to say thank you, bro. Thank you. And, you know I mean, and we'll continue to support you in any way we can, man. For our folks yep. out there, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we'll check you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.